Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Uh Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get it, get it, get it! Run for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Good morning, December 12th. It's a Tuesday morning. Happy to have you with us in here out there around the world on the free Odyssey app with the rewind button. And of course, on all major podcast platforms, this is MP on the Mike Loaded show for you. Excited to have you along here in Richmond on a Tuesday morning. Uh, I want to talk about this uh, proposal to bring the Capitals and Wizards across the border into Virginia. We'll open the show with that. Uh, great night last night for the Commanders. Uh, who seem to do their best work when they don't play football. Uh, They slid up to number four in the NFL draft order thanks to a pair of really exciting Monday night football finishes. At 10.30, Katie Harper joins us. She covers James Madison for the Harrisonburg DNR, the Daily News record. They've got a new football coach. His name's Bob Chesney. He'll get introduced to the JMU fans. Today, we'll uh, get her thoughts on... uh, uh, everything going on there and and the work that is cut out here for Bob Chesney because uh, he is uh, going to have to get down to business pretty quickly here in transfer portal season, bull season, all those things going on out at JMU. Awad, uh, Awad mentioned that to me yesterday. He said, how come there's no juice around the JMU bowl games, their first bowl game ever uh, now that they're in FBS? And I, said, I, I just think there's too much going on out there. Uh, I think there's excitement like when the game's played I think people will be into it but you got a new coach you got uh, some roster turnover here just feels like there's there's too much going on they got a good basketball team too they're nine and oh I think we'll get excited about the bull game when it's time call in if you're a JMU fan let me know are you excited for the bull game because it's kind of off my radar at this point which which is tough to say about one of the great football seasons in in state history and if they were in a New Year's Day Bowl, it'd be different, obviously. But they're going to play down in Texas against Air Force. Is is there juice there? Are you are you fired up for that, or or is this, you know, just just kind of the last hurrah of the old regime before Bob Chesney and crew come in and take over? Phone lines are yours eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. We'll hit the panic button because that's what we do on Tuesdays at 11 o'clock. JC's on the board there. I thought we were going to lose JC for a minute. Uh, the Grinch is in the building today. 
uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Just just casually walked by. You never know who you're going to see here at Odyssey World Headquarters. And uh, I thought I was going to lose you for a minute there. A starstruck, Michael. <laughs> that's, that's a bona fide celebrity. We have recording yeah. artists come through here. We have, I mean, famous Ryan Odom came through here. I broke the computer while Ryan Odom was here. We've all been starstruck <laughs> before. But but that was, I mean, you you went into high gear there. I thought we were going to lose you. Was, um, you, were, you were steamed up for a little Grinch action. Hyperventilating. I was red in the face. <laughs> My gosh. So so the Grinch, who who looks great, and uh, uh, the Altria Theater, Broadway in Richmond, uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas, um, that's a lot of makeup work to do to come to a radio program. Yeah. 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 I, I don't do my whole skincare routine before coming on the radio because you can't see me. Um, <laughs> but the Grinch looked great. Um, we invited him on the show. He declined, uh, mm. said he, he doesn't know much about sports. Couldn't, couldn't even mm. talk sports if w- he wanted to, he said. Which makes sense. He's, he's got a lot of work to do this time of year. I what mean, was stealing Christmas from Who- Whoville and all. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot, of, pl- lot of planning. People think he just goes into town at night and steals all the presents, but that's weeks of planning. Oh. Um, it, it's, it's really a, a very intense operation. No simple feat. He's got there. Absolutely. He's uh, a legend. <laughs> shout out to the VCU women's basketball team. Uh, opened up the Henrico Sports and Events Center last night. Uh, brand new building. That's where Virginia Center Common Mall used to be up there in Glen Allen. 4,000-seat uh, basketball arena. Looks great. Played great, and uh, the Rams uh, came out on top. VCU defeats Delaware to open up that new building. Congrats to Dennis Bickmeyer, his team out there in Henrico. Uh, good, good to start it with a win. That's good, uh, good mojo for the building. Make sure to open it up with a win. They'll be hosting the A10 Women's Basketball Tournament in March. We'll be back out there for that. Got a, we got a sneak peek of that a few, uh, a few weeks ago. That is a fantastic facility. They'll be hosting a lot of events here in the coming years and uh you know if they get uh if they get the green city arena online you know could could have some some real events here some some big events some ncaa tournaments and things like that so fingers crossed uh for for that here as we uh roll down in the coming years but the big facility news yesterday there was a group of state legislatures who met yesterday at the capitol um so they were there uh, it, you know, politics reasons. They were there because I guess they have to show up once every 30 days or else Glenn Youngkin is allowed to, like, do whatever he want and, and run the state. Um, so if the Senate doesn't, like, drop by every 30 days to, to say, like, present, we're here. Right, you got to uh, check in. Yeah, he he's allowed to do whatever he wants because the Senate has adjourned. So oh, they can okay. never they can never adjourn. They can never give him that power. So every 30 days they got they got to, like, drop by, say, hey. Hey, how's everything going? <laughs> hey, Glenn. And uh, the, one of the things they discussed while they were in was a new plan to lure the Capitals and Wizards to a new stadium on the Virginia side of the border, Potomac Yard in Alexandria. So there's been a ton of stadium news, uh, and I we followed the Commander Stadium quest, but this one's been a little bit more off the grid. The Capitals and Wizards, the NBA and NHL teams, are both owned by Ted Leonsis. He was an AOL guy, made his money in AOL. You remember AOL, Josh. You got mail. Okay, all of the awful sign-in noises. <laughs> yes, I remember. Anyway, he's he's like a gazillion yesterday. he's a gazillionaire because of that. I don't know if he invented the noise, but he, he made a lot of money off of it. Now owns the pro sports teams. The the lease at Capital One Arena in downtown Washington expires 
in 2027. So in 2027, he's free to to take his teams wherever he wants, Mm -hmm. Uh, build a stadium, renovate the stadium, whatever. Uh, This will stun you. Despite being a billionaire, he has asked the city for a lot of money to renovate Capital One Arena. I I know that never happens. I know that never happens. (laughs) Uh, the, The commanders are also 2027 for the first date they can leave FedEx Field. Uh, this year is also the 15th anniversary of Nationals Park opening, which makes them halfway through their 30-year lease, and and the baseball team has their handout. Can we please have some money to freshen up our place? Um, I just slap them on the hand and tell them to go away and maybe <laughs> sign some players. But right. but but it's 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 a big time for facilities. And I think there's growing momentum for the first time that I think the commanders may actually end up back in the city, back in D.C. at the RFK Stadium site, which is going to cost a lot of money, which leaves Ted Leonsis potentially on the outside looking in. Now, the the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, she said, we got enough money for everybody. Everybody can settle down here. But Ted Leonsis appears to be working on a backup plan, and his backup plan is moving the moving his teams, the Wizards and the Capitals, to Alexandria, to Virginia. They would become the first pro sports teams here in Virginia since the Virginia Squires uh, played basketball here at the Richmond Coliseum back in the day. The whom? The Virginia Squires, (laughs) which is an objectively good name for a sports team. If the Wizards move across the river, they should change their name to the Virginia Squires. It's a good name. You know what? it's, It's more solid than... Star player on that team, by the way, was Dr. J. Doctor, that was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. J? The JC bit never gets old. I love it. I'm not I'm not I'm not doing a bit on you. He was very famous. Um that's that's all right. We'll we'll catch you up later. Uh Dr. J played played for the Squires. Uh but I it, it feels like everybody's it, on their second place choice here, right? Because cuz Virginia Glenn Youngkin, the governor once the commanders to build here, they they propose the stadium in Woodbridge. That's the prize here is the Washington commanders. And Ted Leonsis, Capitals and Wizards, I think he wants to be in downtown D.C. That's the place to have a stadium. You're on the metro line. You're in the middle of the action. Certainly they host a ton of big events there. That place is full pretty much every night. He's building a brand new TV studio down there. Uh, but I think everybody's getting a little antsy. And everybody understands that. If the Commanders get theirs, now Virginia doesn't have a team. They don't have the Commanders. They're not in the front. They're not in the front for that. And DC is going to give their money to the Commanders. That leaves Ted Leonsis on the outside looking in. He better come up with a plan. It's uh, it, it's one fifty at the bar. The lights are about to come on, and everybody knows they need to go home with somebody right now. And last call. His last call, and, and the Wizards and Capitals might be going home with Virginia. Which oh dear, <laughs> I don't, I I don't know, and people are going to be against this. I don't know that this can get across the finish line because traditionally the model is the the government gives a ton of money to build a stadium. They do it in a quote unquote depressed neighborhood, build the neighborhood up with the stadium. You know, Capital One Arena in downtown was was Chinatown in D.C., which was blighted, crime ridden, all those all those adjectives you hear about on the news when they first built it. Right. Now, now a big neighborhood with the condos and all the things. Mm-hmm. The Alexandria, to my knowledge, doesn't have that problem. I, now, I haven't been there in a little while. I haven't seen that but in I, my uh, traipses through. Certainly not not the <laughs> reputation there in Alexandria. Mm-mm. They seem to be doing all right. They're, I would say so. Amazon's building their 
billion dollar world headquarters there. Um, mm. The Redskins back in the day were going to build a, a football stadium on this site. Uh, Mayor Douglas Wilder put it together for them. The neighbors got together and squashed it, said, get, get them on out of here. So mm. it, it feels like a second second choice desperation play for everybody or a bargaining chip, right? Because they're go. asking for yeah. $600 million from, from D.C. That's a lot of money. But Virginia's, Virginia's like, we'll give you $600 million. It just feels like a, a really big bluff. Mm-hmm. I just worry that at the end of this bluff, they're going to be going home together and nobody's going to be like totally thrilled about the arrangement, right? <laughs> like, well. The goggles are on. <laughs> <laughs> If if you don't give me $600 million, I'll go take their $600 million. I won't like it. I won't be happy about it, but I will take their $600 million. Don't make me do it. I'll do it. Don't make me take their $600 million. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to see them in D.C. just because I I think that's a great place for events. I was down there for the Caps game the other night. Yes, Great atmosphere, great vibe. And you just you don't get that in the suburbs. You don't get that with the new build. It feels suburban. It, It doesn't feel... Is cool and, and as city like, and right. I know DC's got its own problems right now, obviously, as as a lot of major cities do. But it doesn't seem like anything you couldn't overcome there with with some big events, some big things. This is also the wrong time for them to have their hand out. The Wizards are the second worst team in basketball, <laughs> and the Capitals are slumping too. I wasn't going to be the one to bring it up that they're bad. Yeah, we, we can say it's not a secret. They play their games on TV. People have people have noticed. Yeah, it's kind it, of all over the place. They're they're they bad. Stink. Yeah, they're, they they stink. They stink. It's um, sad, but I'd true. also be curious about a split outcome because one of the complaints about Capital One Arena is it, you know because the the hockey rink's bigger than the basketball court, it's not elegant for basketball for watching basketball. It's not like the Seagull Center where you're right on top of the action. You're kind of removed because right. you have to make space for the hockey rink. Right. If there's sense. a split decision where you could split the teams and have a hockey centric stadium and a basketball centric stadium. Which I think I think could be a fun outcome. Maybe we get one team instead it's of two. It's definitely At achievable with six hundred million dollars. Half, half price offer. Half price offer. We'll give you a coupon. Bring half the teams. We'll give you. We'll give you half the money. Right, we'll give you a bogo. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get in everybody's pockets. That that's the moral of the story. Uh, the commanders, of course, still trying to get in everybody's pockets. But they had a big night last night uh, by not playing. We'll fill you in on everything that went down. The legend of Tommy DeVito grows, and the Miami Dolphins sliding back. Does Buffalo have a chance to take their spot atop the NFC East? We're off and running on a Tuesday morning. It's 1014 here in Richmond. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1. Snap is good. Kick on its way. End over end, and it is good! And the Giants have beaten the Packers! 24-22. What a win by the Giants. The DeVito family going crazy. Kansas City may have Taylor Swift, but Jersey in New York will take the DeVitos any day. Manja. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Electric. Let's go. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade the DeVitos for Taylor Swift. No way. Absolutely not. Not in it, a minute. You, I, I showed you the picture of his agent. Like, I mean, yeah. that's just... That is the perfect NFL storyline yes. right there. Just guy comes off of his mom's couch uh, and him and his mobster family start winning football games. <laughs> there, there's there's a Hallmark movie in there somewhere. He's going to save Christmas before the end of the month. Tommy DeVito <laughs> on fire for the New York football giants. He can't be stopped. He cannot be stopped. Uh, 
I'll tell you who else was a good night for last night, the Washington Commanders. Uh, the, starting the week, there were five teams with four wins, and and they all won. Uh, they all pulled upset victories. So Washington stands alone now with four wins. They've got the number four pick in next year's draft. And, and look, I dipped a toe in this water a couple weeks ago. I said, I I think we're going to tank territory here. Uh, I think I think it may be time to call in the tanks. And it is now, after last night, after a Tennessee win, after a Giants win, Giants are playing good football. They've won three in a row. It is absolutely time to call in the tanks. Bears have won two in a row. I mean, and it, it sheds light on just how bad the commanders have been this year that all of these teams are having a little bounce to them, right? The Giants aren't, they, they weren't three and eight bad. They're, that's a good football team with good players who made the playoffs last year. It's a tough league. It's a tough league, and they struggled out of the gate, but, but they're getting right now, and they're playing good football now. You saw Tennessee. Mike Frabel is so good at coaching, man. Watching him nail the two-point conversion, get, get the takeaway, call the timeouts right down the stretch uh, to, to win the game in three minutes in Miami against that offense. And I think Mike McDaniel's going to have some questions he needs to ask himself as well after that game because he, he put the brakes on maybe a little bit too soon, uh, a little too much trust in his defense there. But what a job by Mike Vrabel. Well, I'm going to call this now. I would not be surprised to see him coaching the Patriots next year, coming home to New England. You get you get a little bit of the Belichick ties. You don't have to cut. You know you don't have to totally cut him off. But he's really good. You give him a high draft pick. See what he can do with that. Patriots are number two in the draft right now, sitting at three and ten. Cardinals are three and ten. But Kyler Murray's back. We'll see what they can do down the stretch. At this point, the Commanders could go as high as two in the draft. Nobody's touching Carolina. They're the worst. They're the unquestioned worst. But they could go as high as two. And Sunday's game isn't going to be easy either because the Rams are back in the playoff hunt now too. Uh, with the Packers' loss, the Rams are the Rams are sitting right there on, on the verge of playoff contention. They're, they're tied with the Packers for the last playoff spot. They're going to be playing on Sunday. Uh, I think this could happen. The Jets inexplicably played good football uh, for, for reasons unbeknownst to me. Uh, Zach Wilson's back apparently. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll page Chris Collinsworth, let him know to move that back to primetime. That defense is good enough, though. They're going to eat Sam Howell's lunch. Like, no disrespect to Sam Howell. You know that's my guy. I'm rolling with him into next year. Jets are going to eat his lunch, though, next, you know, when they play in two weeks on Christmas Eve. Commanders could easily get to number two. It's not a reach at this point to suggest the sky. The sky is the limit for them, the sky being the number two pick in the draft. I've just kind of moved into full rooting for it mode. I, I think... As much as the winning would be nice, as much as it would give everybody a reprieve, if you've thrown in the towel on this season, let's ring up a couple losses. Let's get that high draft pick. Let's get some good football players in here, and let's go to work. Uh, I think I think that's what you want to see, especially now that they've got that one-game edge on everybody. Now, you're walking a tightrope. If they win on Sunday, they could, they could spring back to number 10 by the end of the day. So it's, it's a fine line here between picking a number four and number 10. Yeah, there's a lot of room between the two places. But I, you know, AWOD's in here. Why won't they fire Ron Rivera? I'm tired of staring at Ron Rivera. Well, Ron Rivera's doing pretty good at losing football games right now. I think that's what I want if I'm Josh Harris. I think it's time to punt on this season and uh, all, in for t- all in for week one, 2024. New coach, new new era, uh, new quarterback maybe. I love being at number two too because I, 
I'm not I'm not a huge Caleb Williams guy. I may talk myself out of that by the time we get to the draft. I don't think that's my guy, though. Uh, but I, I loved what Tennessee did last night. Great comeback against Miami in the other game. Who they, They're down 14. They score the touchdown, and they go for two. Right, we, we explain this all the time. Usually we have to explain this slowly when they lose and everybody blames them for it. If you score twice in the final three minutes of the game, you force overtime. And, and in overtime, you have, generally speaking, a 50% chance to win. So if you execute your comeback, you have a 50% chance to win. If on that first touchdown, you go for a two-point conversion and you get it, and that's a 50-50 proposition too, if you get it, you win the game because your second touchdown wins. You're ahead by a point. If you lose, if you don't get it, then on the next touchdown, you have the chance to go for two again and force overtime by converting the two-point conversion. So your, your, your win is 50%. Your lose is only 25% because you can also force overtime and come back and get back to your initial 50-50. That's just numbers. I'm just reading numbers to you. I was told there would be no math here. I was told this was a sports talk program. All right, no math after this. Uh, We're talking JMU football. Katie Harper joins us from the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg. A little bit going on in Harrisonburg at the moment. We'll catch up on all that after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Big day in Harrisonburg today. JMU football introduces their new football coach, Bob Chesney. Uh, Joining us now on 910 The Fan to chat about this from Harrisonburg, uh, the JMU football reporter for the Harrisonburg Daily News Record, Katie Harper. Katie, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Just preparing for the day ahead. <laughs> so you, you've been you've been in this job for like three weeks now, and, and we're not saying it's you per se, but things seem to be happening at an alarming rate. No, you guys can all say it's me. I've been saying it's me too. So, I mean, everything has happened in the last month and I've just been thrown into it all, but it's been so much fun. That's awesome. Well, congrats on the job. We're excited to have you on the program. Um, I read your article. You chatted with some people who know Coach Chesney and and have been along his path. Uh, Maybe you could tell us kind of what you learned and, and what your first impressions have been of the new JMU football coach. Yeah, so a lot of what I've learned so far has just been consuming about any type of media that he had previously done in Holy Cross. I think the video that's circulating for everybody has been his mic'd up from a a practice. And he just, he seems like such a fun guy and a fun coach. He seems like a player's coach. And I I really think this is a coach that can um, step right into an FBS program and continue to build on the success that JMU has already seen in only two seasons at the FBS level. Yeah, certainly a, a big leap for him coming from Holy Cross, but but he's had success there. What you know, what what attracted JMU to him during this search? I think he kind of fits the mold of what coaches Jeff Bourne has hired in the past. He's kind of followed a similar track record of a Mike Houston or a Kurt Signetti where he went to a program that wasn't necessarily known for having all of the best funds and 
um, amenities around it, but he's gone into those places and helped them grow into winning programs. You know, Holy Cross isn't this huge athletic department. It's a highly, highly strong academic school, but he has built a program there that could win. He's done it at the Division II level and then going into the FCS. So I think he kind of just fits that mold that Director of Athletics Jeff Bourne has just always liked in his coaches. Awesome. And he'll be introduced today in Harrisonburg. Uh, what, what are you expecting the, the reception to be? What, how, how fans received this hire so far? I think it's been a pretty positive reaction among fans. I think his name kind of got out early in the weekend after they started their coaching search. And it seems that fans were pretty on board with him. I think, you know, there are some internet trolls that tried to say that hiring an FCS coach isn't a good move, but I think among most JMU fans, their reaction has been, okay, this is a guy who knows how to win and we think he can step in here and keep producing at that level at the FBS. No doubt there'll be a ton of excitement and uh, not just coaching hire, but, uh, you know, a bull game on, on tap right away too. And uh, what, what's kind of the latest on who, who's in, who's out for the bull game and, and maybe what that's going to look like here over the next couple of weeks? It seems that pretty much, I know Jamie's had some hits going with players going into the portal, but it does seem that the majority of them or all of them will be available for the bowl game. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing for them right now is because there were some big names, both on offense and defense that had entered the transfer portal. So having them come and just still play in that bowl game is a huge deal. And I think that kind of speaks to what this team has done all season. It's a very close-knit team. And I think they all know that this is the first bowl game in program history. And so even if they're looking maybe for a new opportunity, they don't want to close the door quite yet on this and what they've done this season. So I think it's going to be an exciting bowl game. They're kind of just now getting into prep. Friday was the first practice where they were really kind of – starting to prepare for their opponent in Air Force. So I think in the next couple of weeks, we'll see even more um, of what they're expecting out of their uh, opponent in Air Force. Certainly nobody complaining about a uh, trip down south to Texas this time of year. A, uh, a road the JMU fans know well from the, uh, from the FCS title games uh, back, back down there. This time around for the Armed Forces Bowl, they'll take on Air Force on December 23rd. Katie Harper joins us from the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg. She's covering JMU football, all the comings and goings. Coach Bob Chesney will be introduced today. So, so Katie, if, if Bob Chesney comes up to you today and says, well, what, what should I be doing here? What, what's my top priority? What, what do you think the top jobs here are for the new coach uh, as he takes over? I think... You know, I think it's hard. I I think I would tell him to lock down all the guys in the transfer portal, which obviously won't happen. Um, I think one of the big focuses right now is kind of getting that defense locked down because that's kind of been the side of the ball that's taken the most hits. You know, you have all three of the star linebackers in the portal right now who really played some big minutes. You have James Carpenter, who's been a force on the defensive line. So I think that may be, if I was a coach, I would probably be looking to make sure I'm figured out on defense. But then obviously now, too, you have a quarterback in Jordan McLeod who was the Sun Belt Player of the Year in the portal, too. So I think definitely looking at those guys first is probably what I would recommend. But obviously, he's probably a little more experienced in the coaching realm than I am. Yeah, he's making more money than us, too. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave the big yeah. decisions to him. But yeah, it's a, you know, a crazy world in college football now because you're not just recruiting your new freshmen or you know or, or handling your transfers but you're also handling the current team as well and you got to get to know them and, and re-recruit them as well so it'll be uh, I mean a, a busy few weeks I would imagine as he tries to lock down their lineup for next year but it's still a place a lot of people want to play I, I don't think they're going to lack for 
quality players who want to be a part of JMU. And, and the track record speaks for itself. I know you've been around long enough to know coaches come and coaches go, but, but JMU's kind of stayed on top through it all. Yeah, they really do. And I, I think from the people I've talked to in the past couple of weeks, a lot of that is credit to, credited to Jeff Bourne, always seeming to hire the right guy. I mean, he has been in this position of director of athletics since 1999, and there's a reason for that, and it's because he's done a good job bringing in these coaches. And so I, I don't see there really being a rough season ahead for JMU. I think they'll, ne- they'll get the pieces they need, and they'll still be very competitive in the Sun Belt come next season. No doubt. Katie Harper joins us from the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg. You can follow her online at Katie Harper, Katie with a C. And yesterday, Jalen Green was named All-America, um, which I, I was excited to see. I, I know there was some question about that, right? Because, you know, he, he missed those last few games. But his production this year was just absolutely insane. The numbers are eye-popping. And what's it mean for JMU, for Jalen Green to, to cap off a great season with that kind of national recognition? I think it means a lot because obviously him taking that injury with only a few games left in the season was definitely a, a shot for the team. I know they it's someone that they wanted to see complete his season. Um, you know, still, even with missing games, he was still up toward the top of almost every statistical category, it seemed like, on defense. So to see him still get recognized, I think that was a huge deal because I think this was a guy that, you know, he wasn't going to drop off if he had played those last two games. He was still going to be producing and he was still going to be adding adding to those just insane numbers. So I think it was really, really exciting to kind of see that those recognitions still kind of pour in for a guy who didn't have his season end the way it wanted it to. Awesome. Katie Harper from the Harrisonburg Daily News Record, appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes to get us up to speed on JMU football. Busy day out there. We'll be looking for your stories uh, coming off of the introductory press conference. And uh, congrats on the job. Maybe you'll get a minute to breathe down the line. You know, hopefully soon. I just keep saying that January 1st is going to come and it will be very nice and relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, thank you for taking some time with us Today, there she goes, Katie Harper, uh, covering JMU football at the Daily News Record. We are rolling along on a Tuesday morning, uh, 1039 here when we come back. A ton of action ahead for uh, uh, the Monday Night Football. We're wrapping up the Commanders, uh, moving up to fourth in the draft position. JMU, by the way, up to number 20 in the latest Associated Press Hoops poll. Uh, They beat Old Dominion over the weekend, 84-69, moved to 9-0. So we mentioned Bob Chesney. He did did a radio interview yesterday uh, out in Harrisonburg. And uh, we're going to play a clip of that for you right now. Here's here's Bob Chesney talking to ESPN Radio in Harrisonburg, new JMU football coach. Well, I learned that there's a, there's a lot going on here. You know, there's a, there's a lot of fluidity at this moment. I think that uh, you know the portal NIL. There's a lot of things in here that are um, you know that these young men are dealing with for the first time. Right? This is not. This is. They're not, nobody's an expert at this right now, right? So as they're navigating this, as I have continued conversations with them, they're not sure what to expect. They're not sure how it goes. And they're not 100% sure even maybe why they're doing something, but they're just understanding the flow of it. And, and that's the way the, the you know, um, modern day football team seems to be going. So they're going along with that. And I think that's fine. But I think at some point, we're going to have to start, you know, to educate a little bit better. We're going to have to start to figure out what is it that we're trying to get out of this, right? And then ultimately what's missing here? 
right? And then what do we need to do to make sure that we put this program as one of those premier programs, not only on the field, but now there's a lot of variables off the field that we have to address. There, there he is, Bob Chesney. Uh, you get your first chance to hear from him later today uh, as JMU introduces his, their new football coach. Uh, interesting thoughts there on the transfer portal and everything he's up against here for the next little while because you do. You have kids that are, are exploring their options but also have started something at JMU, and you've got, you've got to convince them uh, to, to do what's best for themselves but also that what's best may be to come back to JMU to, to continue what they've built there. And then you've got to find new kids in the transfer portal. You've got to find, you know, players to replenish uh, the players that Kurt Signetti will presumably take with him to Indiana. It's, it's going to be a chaotic few weeks and uh, we'll see where JMU's roster ends up at the end of all this. You know, certainly plenty of time to forecast for next year, but as, as Katie mentioned, very encouraging sign that a lot of the players are coming back and will participate in the bowl game this year. We'll step aside. We're back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan now 105.1 FM. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. MP on the mic. Welcome aboard. Those of you who have been listening, thank you. Those of you just joining us on 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM worldwide on the Odyssey app, we welcome you aboard. JC's over there, man in the ones and the twos. Yo! JC, I think we all know, we all understand, society is going to hell these days. Uh, I mean, we all, we're all, you pick up on it as you walk around the streets. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, do you know why? <laughs> Do you have a TLDR Wouldn't for me? I, I, Condensed I, reason why we're going to hell in a handbasket? I don't, but uh, <laughs> Meredith Whitney, she's a uh, she's a financial advisor at the Meredith Whitney Advisory Group. She was on CNBC uh, the other day. Oh, and, yes? And she, this is, it's her job to know. It's not my job to know. It's my job to talk about sports. It's her job to know these things, and she nailed it. Everyone talks about NVIDIA and its performance this year. DraftKings has doubled that performance. And um, you understand why. You have this massive secular wave behind it. So the negative impact is that it's all young men. And I parallel that with or dovetail that with Pew Research, which says that 63% of young men are single. And that's the highest it's ever been. And 50% of those young men have no interest in dating, not even casually. And 30% of those men, or 30% of young men, say they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem to care. So the point being. they're getting pleasure out of sports betting instead. Is sports bet, well, it, sports betting now be, be, through technology is as easy as buying something, ordering a pizza online, or shopping online. And what you see is uh, young men who've grown up with gaming are used to doing everything on their phone, and now they can do all sorts of betting on their phone. You can do uh, you know, real-time parlays on, on their phone during a game. Case closed. We, we've solved the problem. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think you're right. I think she's got it all figured out. People have stopped procreating because they're too busy betting on Saquon Barkley over under rushing yards. That's, I, that's the only possible explanation. I've been wondering... 
I mean, why, why, why are there fewer children in the world? And thankfully, we've got our answer now. Who needs a girlfriend when I've got Bet Fred? <laughs> are there? Huh? Hey, I got Fred. I, are, I'm good. I, I, <laughs> people are getting people are getting their pleasure now from sports. It was the phrasing of that that was uh, right. I mean, with the with the like, she is an investigator who has solved the crime, and I will direct you to Pew Research, which says that if you bet uh, Iowa football under, that is practically orgasmic. <laughs> I, so why would you need human relations? Exhibit A. <laughs> observe this is what we're dealing with people us as a society um you you, she wasn't done though uh this segment the segment did continue and she had more thoughts oh boy and so you have young men who don't want to date and young women who are spending their time really with with instagram moments going to the taylor swift concert i don't know if you've been to them it's all filmed about yourself at the taylor swift uh, concert so so they're not getting married and building so homes. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I could get married and build a home, or I could attend the Taylor Swift concert. You know what? It's one or the other. I, I've seen the prices. <laughs> She's probably not far off on on that one. I just I just love the little hook, right? Like this is classic, like dudes. Am I right? Like what is up with dudes? Right, men. Oh, men are the problem. Guys. Men, 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 men. Yeah. Let me tell you what else is the problem. <laughs> Women turned it into a witch hunt <laughs> like that. Women also the problem. She said, "Hey, with their Instagram and their Taylor Swift shows. Don't think you're safe. I've seen you at your Taylor Swift concert with your phone. The men are betting on Sam Howell props. The women are attending Taylor Swift concerts. They'll never meet. They'll never meet. Right. There's no. How will they ever meet? There's no. There's no time. There's no space." This they is... play football in the football stadium on Sunday. They play Taylor Swift in the football stadium on Tuesday. They can't meet. There's no. There's th- no time. There's no time. There's no time. This is an. How are we going to solve this problem? Tragedy. I've got two suggestions. We've got two two solutions here. What's that? Because we need to bring the men and the women together. Otherwise, we won't have a society. Because they all under- stopped coming together. We all understand the very grave implications of this. Yes. I, th- I think nothing less in the future of society is on the line here. Sports be- sports betting has robbed humanity of its men. Idea one, Taylor Swift sports prop betting. <laughs> what outfit will she wear? What songs will she sing? There we go. Okay. I mean, that's I- hot take right. number one right there. Idea number two... Taylor Swift halftime shows. She's in the football stadium during the football game. Perhaps there would be some intermingling of the men and the women at, Foolproof. The, at this juncture. Foolproof. Brilliant. Foolproof. Let me tell you what's wrong with society, kids these days. They're more interested in their betting than meeting girls. You know what turns on your average man? No, not a model. A, a four-game, four-way same-game parlay. That's right. Ooh, That's spicy. Right. Spicy. I sometimes sometimes we have to wait to read off the parlays until after dark because you know you don't want the kids to hear that that sort of thing. It's exciting you know, stuff. You know, I it, mean, this got, is not appropriate for got a uh, got a Patriots money line for you. But whoa, uh, Michael, not, not not while the kids are in the room. NSFW, <laughs> not safe for work. People out here getting their kicks from sports betting. <laughs> I mean, she was really just driving it home hard. It's. <laughs> This is the new version of, remember, um, the uh, millennials will never be able to own homes because they're buying avocado toast instead. Um, 
Right. The, they're, spe- they're, they're buying Starbucks. Avocado co- toast costs $13. They'll never be able to afford a home. Because you know. if you're old enough, you think a home costs $16. Right. Um, so right. I, I can see where the confusion sets in here. Uh, and back is, in my day. Yeah. I you, just went without avocado toast every other week. You don't own a home. Well, where's your $12, young man? Like, why don't you go buy yourself a nice home? Build, build a log cabin and go cut down some trees. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Why don't you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps? It's that simple. Kids these days, they're TikToks and they're <laughs> sports betting. In their Facebooks and that, yeah, the sports betting. It is, it is, <laughs> it, are, it has rendered all of our men. I just think it's the investigative nature of, of what she says that just, it just gets, gets me the whole, the, the whole way. A Pew lot research. Shows. I have I have arrived on CNBC today to tell you that I I have solved the problem. Pew, <laughs> Pew research says That's that right. home buying is down, and people don't know why. People don't know why home buying is down. I've solved it. The home buying thing. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's because all of our men are too busy watching their over under. No, it's because they have no clue what a house costs anymore. Like, I bought a house for $73,000, and I don't understand why kids these days aren't buying houses. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. What could a house cost? I mean, I know there's been inflation. What is it? $77,000? It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous they're not buying houses. We're back with more. Hour number two, MP on the mic after this. This is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 